I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Krafchick, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Brunch Talk brought to you by the Dateable Podcast. This is our (laughs) Sunday fun day episode, and we love bringing these episodes to you because now we finally get to answer all the questions you all have been sending in. Oh my God, Sunday fun day. That just brought me back 10 years (laughs) to bottomless mimosa brushes. (laughs) I love that's where your mind went. (laughs) I feel like Sunday fun day was such a thing and you would start, you know, at 12 and be out till, I don't know, 10, 11. I never made it past then. I can't do it anymore. I can't do the day drinking, bottomless mimosas. I'm in bed by like four if I'm day drinking and it ruins my entire night. Well, the problem was that I would always stay out like 10, 11 and then I would go home, Mm. go to sleep and then wake up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, the worst. totally fucks with your system. But when you're in your 20s, it's cool. Oh, my God. We exclusively sought out brunch spots that probably had terrible food to have bottomless mimosas. Yeah, with cheap champagne. <laughs> yeah, although recently, one of my friends had her birthday brunch. You know her very well, our friend Mary. And oh. she she gets after it. She's now a mom of two. And she, <laughs> her and her husband got a hotel in the city. So I should oh have gosh. known better. Like it didn't, oh. you know, register. But at like 11 o'clock, shots were coming out full force. Oh, so. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was Sunday yep. fun day. <laughs> Saturday was, fun day. <laughs> yes. Sunday, Sunday mommy fun day. I feel like the older you get, you got to move to Saturday. So you have like a full day of recovery. <laughs> the next one <laughs> or i take monday off <laughs> yeah exactly if i know it's coming i gotta plan accordingly julie i don't know if i ever told you this story about my bottomless mimosa story in new york did i ever please tell you please give more details <laughs> there was a place in the east village i forget the name of it but it was 20 dollars for bottomless mimosas all the 25 year olds in the city would go every sunday to get yeah fucking trashed and there was one time i was there right before i came in i noticed like people kind of leaving in big groups and just looking like they were very distraught i don't know what was happening so i go in nothing happened you know i have my bottomless mimosas i get home and in the new york post they had just updated the story about some guy who took a shit at that restaurant <laughs> after doing like hours of bottomless mimosas and oh he didn't God. know he had shit his pants until another patron has smelled the shitty aroma oh. and they cleared out the restaurant. So this happened right before <laughs> I got there. Can you believe this guy was so fucking trashed? He <laughs> shat his pants and didn't even know it. Wow. I thought you were going to say like he was with your group or something. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, would that's... not be my friend anymore. <laughs> that's just sad. It is sad. I don't know if I told you this full story about the shots at this brunch. Tell me more. But they came around for shots and it was like 11 and my friend counted the number of people at the table <laughs> and I was like, I'm good. Like my boyfriend and I are, like don't want one. Yeah. And the guy, like the waiter, because I, I don't like shots in general. Like, no. I haven't. And it was also super, it just, there were many reasons. So anyways, we're like, we, we're good. We don't want that. My boyfriend was in the bathroom at the time so it was just me and the guy's like okay 10 shots and i'm like did you just hear me no clearly no, not. i don't want any yeah. so anyways i had to go to the bathroom i went inside and i told him and i was like hey like you can take two off and he's like i can't because they're already in the system which is bullshit <laughs> But I was sure. like, okay, then just bring them and like I'll give them to someone else. So he comes by, he brings the shots over, and he comes by and he comes over to my boyfriend and I first and he's like, Don't worry, it's good. And he gives us what? the shots. And we're like, okay, it's weird. And then he goes around, gives everyone else the shots, like forgot like two shots. I'm like, what is going on here? Comes back and then he and I'm like looking confused, and he's like, Don't worry, it's water. So he oh. had like given us shots oh. so we could like part of the group. Oh, I like So anyways, that. we give the, sh we like chairs, whatever. My boyfriend takes his shot. It's fine. I take mine. I'm like, this does not taste like water. <laughs> like this tastes oh, like shit. tequila. And I'm like, keep sipping it. Cause I'm like, is this water or tequila? And then this guy next to my boyfriend, he's like, guys, I think I've just been like going out too much. Cause this shot <laughs> tastes like water, water? to me. <laughs> So this guy, like he the waiter, mixed it up. he like fucked up his own plan. And then like, then they're like, why would they give water shots? Because everyone was so confused. And, I don't know. The whole thing was awkward. And then like 
finally my friend asked the waiter and he's like, oh yeah, I didn't want them to feel left out. And she's like, why didn't you guys say they're water? And I'm like, I don't know. This whole thing happened and I wasn't part of it. It just happened. What a <laughs> but I'm like, what waiter. if like, you know, like what if I was pregnant or something? Like you can't fuck up that plan. It's terrible. Or allergic or you're an yeah. alcoholic. There's so many things. We weren't going to feel left out. We told them we were good. You know, we could have wow. cherished our regular water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fired. Well, hope yeah. all your brunches are going <laughs> a little better than that. <laughs> Make sure you're getting what you asked for, whether that's tequila or water. <laughs> Check ahead of time. Let's get into our question. It's not related to this at all, but I don't know. Tequila could help in this situation. Uh, The question is, what do I do if I'm having doubts in my relationship? A little bit more details. This person says, I've been with my partner for a little bit over a year and a half, and we have a large pay discrepancy. In the beginning, I didn't think it was a big deal, but now it's starting to be a point of contention for us. I'm starting to doubt if there is long-term potential with this partner. What do I do if everything else is going well? Hmm. Mm. Well, (laughs) (laughs) you know, there's always going to be something. I think that's like first and foremost. There's always going to be something. Always. Well, and everything else is everything else is not going well if this is what's bothering you, right? We can't think like this is separate from everything else. This does bleed into every other aspect of your relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is that things haven't changed, right? This is something you do from day one. So it needs to be, can I fully accept my partner for who they are? Or is it that much of a problem that I need to leave and find someone that's a better match for me at that? Knowing that there may be other areas that they're not a better match, right? Mm -hmm. So no one is perfect. No one is going to check all the boxes. But ultimately, only you know how essential one thing is. I think the worst case is staying and feeling like resentment about it. Like that is the worst. Like I think you need to either get over it and just be like, I'm going to be the primary breadwinner with today's world. If it's woman or man, whoever, like there's no shame in that. Like everyone is on a different page or no, it's a deal breaker for you. Yeah. The issue here is that in early dating, we tend to overlook some of Mm -hmm. these issues that we may encounter later in our relationships because these are more for long-term compatibility. And then in early dating, you're like, everything's great. Anything (laughs) goes. This person's fun. They're nice. We're having a good time. And when you hit that year mark or year and a half mark, I think that's when you start thinking, hmm, could this be long-term? And I personally haven't been in this situation, but I've had many friends, many girlfriends who have, who are high-powered positions, doctors, lawyers, whatever, and they marry or are in relationships with men who don't make nearly as much, maybe one third what they do. And I think what has worked for them is this open communication about it. Mm-hmm. I think what doesn't work is when you, like you said, Julie, when you have the resentment or when you start thinking, when are they going to get a higher paying job? But you right. don't actually say it to them. You're just waiting for things to happen. Right. It doesn't work like that. The relationships I've seen work. They have an open communication say, if this high pay discrepancy between us is going to continue, how do we 
want to do our finances if we were to get married? How do we want to raise our children? How Mm -hmm. do we want to upkeep our lifestyle? And you have to agree on these terms. And maybe sometimes the other person says, okay, well, actually, I do want to make more money because I think we should be on the same page. Or they go, you know what? I want to contribute more in these other ways. But it has to be discussed. It's such an individual problem. Yeah, and I love what you said. You can't force people to do something different, you know? And also just certain occupations just pay differently. So it doesn't even mean that it's a reflection of their ambition or drive or anything like that. So I would also maybe challenge this person that wrote in to think about like, what is it that's really bothering me? Is it like the prestige of their job? Is it the actual dollar amount? Is it that I feel like they're lazy? You know, like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like, what is it that's really bothering you? Because just the blanket, like they don't make enough that it could be any of those things. Mm -hmm. The reverse too. think about what your partner's feeling. They don't want to feel inadequate. They don't want to feel like they're less than. So if Mm -hmm. you don't, if you're not communicating this, you sure as hell are probably going to show it in a relationship. It's not going to make them feel good. And know that anything could happen in the future. I always say that like the future is so unpredictable. My friend was dating an artist and he was completely broke, but then was able to sell one painting for like 40 grand one one (laughs) month. You know, you just never know with different occupations when they may hit the jackpot Mm -hmm. or you could also lose your job and would be without any income for a while. So ultimately have to look at the core of the foundation of the relationship. Is it suitable for a future? And be on the same page about the core values that you find are important. Yeah, I I do go back to like, not everyone will have every last thing on your checklist. And, you know, I think that we just have to accept that like that is a truth of it. There's always going to be something always no matter what if if you do end this relationship, then find someone that has the high paying job, there's going to be something else that's a challenge. So it's how can we work through this? And how can we see this person for the good that they bring to the relationship because I really think focusing just on the negatives is set up for failure and if that is what you're finding yourself doing then it may be time to let this relationship go because yeah it's not fair like you were saying Mm -mm. it's not fair to the other person to be held to this standard you know we talked about this once on a, a podcast that we did with Alexandra Solomon it stuck with me is that every relationship there's gonna be conflict it's just gonna show up in a little different way so if you're just getting out to escape what you're currently in, like that's going to come back to bite you in a different form. So before you throw in the towel here, really look at what this relationship means holistically. Yeah. In my experience, what's so important in all of this is to maintain respect for your partner. Yeah. Because as soon as the respect is gone, everything is gone. Yes. So if you are seeing your partner as lesser than, you don't really think they have a real job or you you don't think they can live up to your lifestyle standards that's so dangerous and toxic because you're always going to see them as inferior to you so it's important in these situations maybe even couples counseling would be good is to equalize a relationship so that you don't feel this disrespect for your partner which will ultimately end in really bad 
just bad results. I agree. Respect is so foundational and it doesn't need to be, you know, money all the time. Like if Mm -hmm. that's the case, like look at your partner and say, is this an intellectual equal? Is this someone I can learn a different things from that I don't know? Like, do they challenge me in some way? Like it doesn't always have to equate. I feel like sometimes we equate money to like how intelligent someone is or how successful they are. Even success doesn't always equate in terms of dollar amount. So I would encourage you to think about like, what are some other ways that you can see the values that you're really looking for within this person that isn't necessarily just like a number? Something that's kind of personal to both you and I is, you know, we do this podcast. Yes, we have a full-time day job. What if we only did this podcast and you are with a partner who's like, oh, you just do a podcast and you don't make enough to make a living. I don't think I could be with someone like that because this podcast is our baby. It means so much to us. Maybe we're not making so much money right now to sustain ourselves, but at least it's something that we really, truly love. And I met up with a friend the other day and he was like introducing me to someone. He's like, oh, she has a podcast on the side. I'm like, no, it's not a podcast on the side. But he's like, but you don't make a full time living on it. Like, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter the money amount. So I think that's also important to talk about with your partners. Like, what are their passions and what are they what are they working towards to? And for anybody who has dismissed you and I for doing this podcast, I'm like, what if one day we become these multimillionaires with this fucking empire of a business, which is what we're building? (laughs) What are they going to say then? Right. You didn't expect this, but you didn't respect us enough. Not what if when. When we become when <laughs> no, but the dismi- that is <laughs> ugh, that would just like hit so hard if someone felt that way. So hard. But also, it goes back to how do you measure success, right? Like you know, we've been on the top of the charts. We reach so many people and help them through their personal lives. Like there's so much success in there that doesn't correlate to dollars at all. So yeah, yeah. I think the worst thing can be to not address it and to put them down in some way. Ultimately. We need to accept our partners for who they are, whether it's money or some other quality. We cannot bank on potential. That is like a surefire way to not let a relationship grow and to build resentment. Ali Wong, perfect example. Oh my God. <laughs> she married for stability and then she got famous and rich and look at her now. They're She's divorced. Like, Fuck you, bye. <laughs> Her whole comedy special is how she dreams of cheating on him. And then she's like, I'm divorcing. But can you imagine, like, I don't know her personally, obviously, and I don't know much about her background with her you know, ex-husband. But can you just imagine the type of ridicule she got oh, in the sure. beginning when they were dating? I'm sure her fam- his family was like, you're dating a what? A, a comedian? stand-up comedian? Yeah. You know, she's not going to make any money. That's not a respectable job. And he probably thought the same thing. He was like, I'm marrying an artist. Let's see what happens. Little did they know. Yeah. I think, though, uh, we can't, like, I know it's so easy to be like, but what if? Maybe they'll turn into this yeah. superstar. But I think you have to really take at face value what is happening. Because, yeah, yeah. again, we, we really need to be, I think, going off potential is the most dangerous thing you could do in a relationship. Yeah. You go off to intent. Yeah. So if you're dating someone who is a deadbeat, who's right. like, I don't ever right. want to work. Right. I just want to be a stay-at-home whatever. Not even a stay-at-home parent, but just a stay-at-home 
person. Stay at home, watch TV, do nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a professional Netflix watcher. (laughs) Then maybe that doesn't coincide with your core values. But if you are dating someone who's like, hey, I'm still chugging along in my career. I have these goals in mind. I am motivated. I'm just not where I want to be right now. Then that's all you can really ask for is the intent. Yeah. So for anyone that caught last week's episode, it was when you know, you know. So you're pretty Uh sure. But my counter to that is I did read this article that basically it's okay to never be 100% sure. Yeah, you'll never be 100% sure because there's always going to be a side of you that thinks like, what if, you know, that's that's normal. And instead of fighting that, like, I think, yeah, all the stuff we talked about, but on this episode is really important to get to a place of respect. But also don't beat yourself up if you're not feeling like, oh, my God, I know in my core 110%. Like that is also a okay. Yeah, potential. Okay, so (laughs) what are some of our key takeaways on this? Don't date for potential is number one. Yeah, don't date for intent. Don't date for potential. And if you are having doubts with your partner, the first person to talk about these issues with is your partner. Yeah. And get to the root of what the doubt really is. Because sometimes we almost like mask it in something else that really isn't the true doubt. And we say like their career isn't as lucrative as mine. Like, what does that really mean? Mm -hmm. Ask the why, Mm -hmm. then ask the why again and the why again. Why, 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 (laughs) why, 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 why? All right. That is it for this episode. We are done with our bottomless talk. (laughs) I was going to say, everyone's enjoying their Sunday fun day and pondering about what to do when you have doubts in your relationship. (laughs) Maybe don't have five mimosas and then start talking about that. (laughs) Yeah, let's leave alcohol out of this. Alcohol just creates more doubt for anybody. And uh, we will see you all back here next Sunday for another episode of Brunch Talk. In the meantime, send us your questions, hello at datablepodcast.com or DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. See you next week. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. 